0: Saints, nice to see each and every one of you here. If you're visiting this morning, we would just like to extend a warm welcome to you. And I saw a visitor, not visitor, brother Mark Sherpa here, all the way from Florida. God bless you. Nice to see you again. Have you with us this morning? And then, and all those joining by way of the streaming, we just want to extend a warm welcome to you as well. Maybe you can just join with me as we sing this song with all the trouble, all, with all the trouble around me. How discouraged I could be. I mean, but I have an anchor in my life. Is that your testimony? Let's sing it together then.
1: With all the trouble.
0: Sing together, and continue to rejoice. service in a word of prayer. Maybe, brothers, you could just come and make your way at this time. We'll take the morning offering afterwards. Amen, brother George, what could I ask you? Brother George, if you would come, please open the service for us in a word of prayer. We don't have any written prayer requests here. but we know there are many needs. Let's continue to remember our brother Ed and sister Ruth, that God would strengthen them. Amen, and just so grateful for the many years. Amen, of a legacy that's left, and the godly men who continue to carry it on. You look at a life like, brother, it just makes you want to pour yourself out and do whatever you can. Amen. So let's continue to strive for the kingdom. Brother George, if you would come, please, and open the service for us.
2: Let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful, Lord, for this wonderful privilege to be in the house of God. What a privilege for us that we can call you our father. And not just to call you our father, but to know that you are our father, Lord. And to know, Lord, that you take responsibility. We are grateful, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the past week. Thank you for this new week. Another commemoration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, Lord. We have not come because we have done right. We have not come because of our good works. We have come because our Father bid us to come. Lord, you have made preparation. It's on the basis of the finished work that we come this morning, Lord. Prophet taught us, he said, When you say where two or three of us are gathered in your name, you will be in our midst. He said, You do not come like a recording angel, but you come to do those things that you are known for. You come to heal the sick. You come to deliver the oppressed. You come to set the captive free, Lord. You come to fill us with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Oh, God, we are confident that you will do that this morning, Lord. We are just expecting, Lord. We are, oh, God, waiting, Lord. We know something will be said, oh, God, that will draw us closer. Something will be said that will set us free. Something will be said, oh, God, that will bring healing, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, that's what we have come for, Lord Jesus. Oh, we love to see one another. But beyond that, Lord, we want to experience you, Lord. May you come in our midst, Lord Jesus. And do those things that you are known for, Lord Jesus. There be anything that the enemy might want to put on our account and to distract us from the service this morning, we bring them under the blood, Lord. Everything that the enemy might want to bring, we bring them under the blood, Lord. We ask, Lord, that your sweet presence, we take us from glory to glory, Lord Jesus prophet said he said when we come he said we are not worshipping uh, a dead we are not we, we, and it's not in the mortuary we have come to worship a risen lord oh god master may that be our experience lord jesus thank you dear father lord we commit lord if there be anyone that is sick your god that healed the diseases all of our diseases lord may that be our experience lord jesus we thank you lord we are happy to be in your presence lord may we not live here worse but may we live here better christians lord Bless the offering may be used for the purpose for which it is intended, Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Father, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God
0: bless you as you have your seats and we take up the morning offering. Brother Ben, maybe you could just begin playing He Was Worthy of It All, key of E flat, if you could please. We did have a couple announcements. There's a note to please remember to collect your donation receipt at the church office after service. Any American receipts that are not collected today will be mailed. Also, we have a welcome. There's a sister Kuda who's moved here for her studies and will be fellowshipping with us for a while. Where are you, sister, so we can welcome you? Amen. sister Kuda, are you, did you make it to the service this morning? Over there. Oh, God bless you. Welcome. Nice to have you here with us. Let's make her feel welcome amongst us. Man, it's good to be in church this morning. I and mean, the flesh doesn't always feel like getting up and coming, but when we come, God always meets us. And I know what it's like, you know, you've got to get the family all together and the children all together. And there's times that it's like, it just doesn't seem like it's coming together, but it's like, Lord, this miracle child that thou hast given me is very loud. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have given him a name that means he will cry out, but, you know, one day, he will turn that song, to, that voice to singing, and we'll all be blessed by it. Amen. But it's good to be Christians. You know, it's never hypocritical to lift your hands, raise your voice, and worship our God, even if you don't feel like it. The Bible commands us to worship, so maybe you don't feel like it within yourself. But I can promise you, if you just lift your hands and say, God, I don't feel anything, but you've commanded me to worship, not because I feel like it, but because you're worthy of it. You're worthy of it all. So I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my heart. And you watch the atmosphere change around you. We're creators of our atmosphere. So let's just do that this morning as we continue to prepare our hearts this morning. Let's sing all the saints and angels bow before your throne.
1: O all the saints and angels
0: atmosphere. And I want you to think of these lines. When it says, I'm going to shout Jesus from the mountains. That's the mountaintop experience. I'm going to shout Jesus when I'm in the valleys. I'm going to shout Jesus over my family. Amen. How many need to speak Jesus over their family this morning? Amen. There's power in that name. There's healing in that name. As brother Tom comes, let's just sing this once again. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Oh, shout,
1: Jesus, from the mountains, Jesus, in the streets. Oh, Jesus, in the darkness over every enemy, I'll shout, Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Sing that once again, shout, Jesus.
3: some lifted up their hands most of us have lifted up our hearts to you this morning Lord so desiring a touch from the master Lord that we might come down to the potter's house on the potter's wheel and have the hand of God mold us into the very likeness of Christ Heavenly Father, we have come because we believe in the resurrection. We believe that you're a God that has been raised out of history by a living word today that has been spoken through the mouth of a prophet. And so, Father, I'm praying as the word will go forth this morning that you will meet every need, every heart, every burden, every life. Father, we are looking to you to rapture us and change us, mold us into the very image of Jesus Christ. We're not interested in theology. We're not interested in man's understanding. We are only interested in the resurrected life of Christ. So, Father, bless your people. Those that have joined on the Internet, I pray that you'll be in with them in a very special way. Lord, we commit this service to you in Jesus' name amen you may have your seats for a moment nice to see everyone it's the first opportunity really to greet you since coming home from a little rest and always nice to be back in the house of the Lord it doesn't matter how long you've preached or whatever it seems like if you've been away for a few weeks you feel rusty and if you hear a few squeaks just say Lord add the oil he needs oil (laughs) And uh, it's just so nice to see all your faces, and and I just have, trust that the Lord Jesus will minister to you through the Word of God. I just have a couple of things I'd like to say this morning, and um, I don't know, I, I know it's been announced, and maybe not been announced, but our sister Cheryl Goss has gone on to be with the Lord, and uh, Sister Cheryl may not be known by a, a lot of us, she's been a sister that's sort of been in the shadows she's been a great supporter of the ministry a great support of this church and I've had the pleasure and honor of knowing sister Cheryl back into the 80s when I first started to do um, my first missionary trip to Whitehorse and from being up at Whitehorse a number of times I've met Cheryl of course in the in the different families from Whitehorse and Cheryl moved down here and, and has been a part of our assembly and uh, the Lord just saw fit to take her home. And uh, we don't know exactly when the memorial service will be that I'll have for her. Um, it's in the hands of the public um, guardian trustee of British Columbia. And that is the due to the fact because she did not have a, a will. And um, it's something that, of course, we've, we've discussed and we had some meeting. Over at the school, and regarding representative agreements and different things that need to be discussed, I think maybe we should have one more and I, We had a tremendous turnout um, and that that was that was great. but there are some complications that come if you don 't have a will or you don 't have something set in order. it straps my hands or the ministry 's hands of doing anything in Canada. And so it has to go through a process, and that process isn't necessarily convenient for us, and it has its challenges. So by God's grace, maybe in a couple of weeks, we will know how we will be able to handle it. Sister Pat Kerr, she's been taking the the brunt of everything. She's been doing all the calling. Sister Joanne has been helping Sister Pat, and we thank you, Sister Naomi, for all you've been doing and just trying to make this an, an easy transition. And uh, just um, just keep us in prayer. We just wanted to give honor where honor is due. She was a lovely sister, and we thank God for her life. And um, we'll just move forward. I know she's, she's having a wonderful time. I don't know about us, but we're, she's having a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. And um, well, it's our loss, but it's heaven's gain. So may the Lord Jesus just be with those that have loved her comfort you through this time. Winter Camp is coming up very quickly. I talked to Brother Andrew Glover this week, and he is one excited young man. He says, I can feel the expectation from Cloverdale. I said, really? How far away are you? He says, I'm thousands of miles away. But he's under great expectation, and I said, well, our young people and our counselors are all under expectation also, so it'll be coming Uh, He'll be arriving the Tuesday before camp, and we will be having a Wednesday night service in in the church here. He'll be taking that. Also, we've been remembering Sister Bondi, Sister Krista Bondi, who is a faithful sister that sat in the back row there with Sister Ruth. And Brother Murphy and I had an opportunity to get up to the hospital in Chilliwack. I went to my old hospital where I was born. It's still the same doesn't look like they did too much to it. But uh, Sister Bondi, I mean, she is a saint. She's a believer. And um, she had a stroke, and, and she's, you know, got a few words that she can say. And her grip, well, you'll know that she's got a grip. I think she farmed in her life. She's a gardener. And... Um, She passes along her love, and as we will remember her, that God will just touch her in her crowning years. Amen. One last uh, notice here, and uh, it's to do with a very dear friend of mine and yours, our dear brother Ron Spencer. He is uh, in need of prayer. I know we have held him up in the men's prayer meeting, family prayer meeting. And now, you know, he has fought. He has fought this demon. And we stand with Brother Ron. And we fight for our land. And, you know, we are just mortal men. But we have a mighty God. And uh, the Lord has held Brother Ron in the hollow of his hand. He's been holding him strong. And Satan keeps on attacking, and so do we. And he announced to his church this morning the progression of this demon that is trying to take his body. And it was quite an elaborate layout of where Brother Ron is at at this time. So I don't need to go into detail, but we just need to pray, may someone touch the hem of the garment of our high priest, for our precious brother. He's affected all of our lives, especially this church, my family indeed. And I just trust that God will reward him abundantly with a healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And we just will keep praying and believing with our brother Ron. And if I've got anything, you know, saying, so God, mortality is becoming uh, very real as you get a little bit older. Some of you young people think that you're going to live forever. Well, not in this body anyways, but we will. It's just a few short breaths. And uh, I was speaking to somebody the other day, and I I said, well, that just, you know, that was uh, a few years back. And I think I got corrected. They said that was not a few years back, Brother Tom. That was 30 years ago. And I thought, man, I'm talking like I'm an old man. Oh, as a matter of fact, I am an old man. <laughs> but as time just goes, and, and, and you just think you know, you're just going to keep on going on. And we find out that as time does go on, we get grayer. As Brother Bram said, we get a little stoop shoulder, we miss a few hairs. And we're going to be changed one day in a great body. And that's our our believing for that. So as we realize then our our shortcomings in our own lives, we have one that can meet all our shortcomings. And I, I don't want anything in my life to hinder any one of your healings or anything that would hinder our precious brother Ron. So would you keep him in prayer, and we'll believe for a total miraculous. Brother Ben, hasn't he been a big part of your life too? I mean, we just go back a long way. His ministry has been tremendous, and we're just going to hold the man of God up. Let's stand, please. Heavenly Father, as we remember these great needs, we have it with Brother Milko, we have it with Brother Eba, we have Sister Beth Charman, we have Brother Ron Spencer. Lord, we have seen you move sovereignly time after time over the years. And I can truly say, Father, from the word of the Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, it's not how loud we pray or even how soft we pray, but we pray with faith, believing you're a supernatural God. And Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ that you would touch These needs that I have mentioned, especially Brother Ron this morning, fighting a great fight of faith. Pray, Father God, that you will curse that demon of cancer. We stand as an assembly that has been blessed by his ministry. Lord, that we could bind our hearts together. Lord, and stand on thus, saith the Lord, where you have declared in your word, wherever two or three would agree, touching any one thing, You shall have what you ask. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking, Lord, for these needs that have been mentioned. We ask for Brother Ron, that you will strengthen him, that day by day he'll grow stronger, Lord. For the glory of God, we commit him to you and these needs that were spoken. We pray now you'll take the word and break the bread of life to us. It might be a little boy's lunch, but Lord, you fed the thousand. Feed the thousands this morning and let the word of God be proclaimed. We commit it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One little chorus song that we've sung over this last little while Our God is Tremendous. I have looked we have been away I have read I have prayed I am not into your or my theology of the message we can break it down give definitions but if we don't have the power of God what kind of religion do we have Brother Bram says here, he says, I think any man, woman, boy, or girl, I think in the intellectual conception of what they think the word is and so forth, never can have a full foundation stand until they have met the light that brings the word to reality. I think no church in its practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be, that church cannot thrive until the supernatural is made known among the people. And they see it. Something that they can talk to that will talk back to them that vindicates the written word. Now you say, Brother Tom, is that pre-seals or after seals? I don't care. He's a word prophet. But let me tell you, it's after the seals. And it's in a message called, Why Cry Speak? We want God to move on our behalf this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's sing like little chorus. Chapter 5, please. Revelation chapter 5. So, reading at verse 1, Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible reads, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and in, in the midst, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as if it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, and are the seven spirits of God sent forth. In all the earth, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His Word. You may have your seats. Very familiar scripture to those that are believers of this message. I'd like you to turn, please, now, Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. I'll be preaching a little subject, and I'm just uh, got a few notes here, um, and the title of it is mine mine I I want you to actually come to um, your own personal declaration that every promise in the book is mine mine. every chapter every verse is it yours is the word true has it ever failed then it's yours whatever the book has declared it is yours Daddy, you're the high priest of the home. Every promise for your children is yours. Mothers, the fifth gospel. The fifth gospel. Every promise in the gospel is yours. Every young person, every elder, every pillar, every person that believes that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. You can take God at his word And you can ask for anything. I am on the attack this morning. I am on the attack. Satan has troubled this church. And we're going to trouble his kingdom. Period. I'm not interested in being religious. I'm not interested in playing church. I'm not interested in having a nice little message wrapped up so you can go home and say, that was a nice message, Brother Tom. I don't want that. I want Him glorified. I want Him lifted up. I want you to praise Him. What an hour we're living in. What a time. Brother Bram said in adoption. He says now, he says this might choke you to death but did you know that man that are the sons of God are amateur gods now you have read that these brothers have quoted it it's time to proclaim it I know it's, it's very wonderful. I've sat in the pews or sat over there and I've listened to the minister and said, that's true, Brother Tom or Brother Murphy or Brother Tim or Brother Michael. That's true. But I have to take that truth and take it home with me. I have to take that word that is made real, not in my mind, but in my heart, and say, God spoke to me this morning, and I'm going to apply that to every area in my life. We can bring our Baptist doctrine by just being sitting here as a Baptist would in his church or a Methodist. We aren't Methodists. We're not Baptists. We're not Pentecostals. We are believers. And we believe God's word is yea and amen. amen. I am sick and tired of seeing Satan come and run roughshod over men of God that have heard this word for years. When does it come to a time when we stand as Joshua, stand as Caleb? We say, well, that's Old Testament. Then you should be twice as strong. They were under the blood of bulls and goats. What about a son of God that's been birthed by the blood of the Lamb that has the very life of God in him? Is it time to take your land? Yes, Yes, it is. It's mine. You say, you're a fanatic. Well, I don't want to get down to your level and be a, um, a, a, I just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, very nice. We don't want that, saints. I always put it this way. I had a brother come up to me years ago. We lived in Cloverdale, and I had a a house that backed onto a lane, and you could park park down the lane, and uh, you could come to my back window of my office, and it was a hot summer day, and he came to my window, knocked on it, I opened it up, and he said, can I talk to you? I said, well, you're talking to me now. (laughs) He said, no, I need to come in and see you. I said, well, there's only a wall between us, right? It's a window. I mean, I opened the window. He so, said, no, I need to come in to see you. I said, fine, come on in. So we sat down, and he said, I'm giving up. I quit. Boy, I got your attention. He said, I quit. I said, have a seat. Sit right there. And I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't uh, promote this kind of action, but I did it for myself, okay? Just say it was for an object lesson. I took my paper envelope opener. And it was very long and very sharp. And I stood up out of my desk and I ran at him and I went to thrust it in him. But I wasn't going to. But I want to prove a point. You know what he did? He put his he put it, he thought that I was gonna do it. He brought his legs up, he put his leg down, and he screamed at me. He said, What are you thinking? And then all of a sudden he said, I got it. I got it. What are we thinking? Why are we rolling over? Why are daddies rolling over? Say, Satan, you gave me that wife. You gave me that son. You gave me that daughter. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, but we're nice people now. We come to a message church Really? Is that what it is? I, I heard Brother Bram say, oh, the Pentecost, when it was on fire. You're still like that. And that might be fine. But as far as me and my house, I'm going to slay every devil that could possibly come by my way. You say, well, Brother Tom, what kind of devils have you fought? Well, just go ask my sons. We fought together. Ask my wife. We fought together. We wept together. We prayed together. We fought together. And I take my land. Yep. And it is a battle. Brother Bradham said you weren't called to a picnic. You weren't called to sit down with your nice polished up rifle over there and having your apple under a tree. You're here for a war fair. And I'm not your sergeant that is pumping you up to go to war. I'm already in war. I'm in war. I get up in the morning and I hear about my precious brother Ron. I'm in war. I take offense to it. I stand against it. I rebuke it. I don't forget about it. I believe for it. I believe for Milko. I believe for EBA. I believe for Sister Bev. I believe for you, Sister Lisa. I believe for sister Brother Samuel. I believe for you. Amen. Today's a new day. We're going to fight the devil today like we've never fought him. People can go by and have their nice little church, and if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. My dad used to say to me as I was growing up, he said, son, you get out of it what you put into it. I heard that all my life. You put get out of it what you put into it. When I brought home my report card, son, you get out of it what you put into it. It's true. It's it's just a principle. If you put something into this service, you're going to get something out of this service. Amen. If you start pulling on the word, the word is going to meet your need. And I know we have needs here. And I'm not willing to let the devil get on my territory. And I'll stand with you to rebuke him for your territory. Sonship, he says. Now, that's the inheritance. That's your inheritance. To what inheritance is sonship? You say, I've, inher- "I've got my inheritance." Well, we can. We'll follow and we'll look at Joshua because Brother Ram said Ephesians parallels Joshua uh, parallels Ephesians. And we will see what the inheritance is. And we will look at what the word declares. Now, the burden of that word has to fall on your heart or your life to claim what is indeed your inheritance. What inheritance? What is my inheritance? What is yours? Tamara, what is yours, Eden? What is it? We have lovely young ladies in this church. And I'm not saying it because they are lovely. And I'm not promoting anybody to marry them either. You have to go through Jeff. But let me just say this one thing for sure, as dads. You have an Awesome responsibility to protect your daughters from wolves in sheep clothing. I always get nervous when I see young men get super spiritual. I think they're deer hunting. I just want you to be natural. Natural seek God. Natural want the Holy Spirit. Naturally want the Word to become alive. Don't put it on, live it. Amen. 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 Now you might be getting some just basic home cooking, as it said, but you'll get some pastoral teaching in this also. You need, as high priests of the home, to protect. Something that God has given you to raise up for the glory of God. Amen. And young men, also don't look at those pretty eyes. Look at how they linger in the service. Look how they worship, how attentive they are. Oh my. Must be I'm getting old. But these are very important principles. Because you're going to go through some hard trials in life. And you're going to want a sister that knows how to get down on their knees. Pray and watch God move on the husband's behalf. You want a husband that can get a hold of the horns of the altar. You know, this easy-go-lucky. Uh, Dad, pay the gas. And Dad, do this for me. And you're all you're doing is raising marshmallows. Amen. Whoa, 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 whoa. I better preach over here. They're smiling. It's time to be men. In this sissified, perverted age that we're living in. There's got to be men that are men. Amen. Work hard. Amen. Provide for your family. Not expect some government handout. And that's what daddies almost are. Government handout. Hey, dad, I need 50 bucks. Man, when I went to my dad for 10 bucks, I would, dad, is it possible? <laughs> I get paid next week. But just this hand out, hand out, get this, get this, You spoil them. Yeah. Then when they go through a hard time, they blow up. They don't have the character of God. And then you've got a house blown to pieces. And I don't know why I'm saying all that. But it's enough for you young men to grab a hold of that and you young ladies. Talking about sonship. Boy, it was used to be a good thing when you f- started to figure out that you could make your own dollar. You spend your own money. It's still getting quiet. I, I thought I'd get a dad go preach, preach it, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> preach it, brother Tom. Let them get a job. Let them earn their money. Let them pay their way. Let them realize money does not grow on trees. But I know a tree of life that provides everything you need according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. And so then as you walk into the promises of God and you say, well, this is my inheritance. My inheritance says that he will be the supplier of all my needs. Yes, indeed, He will. And I can stand to you at almost 70 years old, at giving my life to Christ at 21, He has supplied all my needs according to His riches in glory. I've never asked for a raise. I've never asked for anything. But I know God knows my need, and I don't need to promote my need. I know my God answers my needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I trust in Him. I trust in Him to provide for me, for my home, now for the church. He's our provider. He's our Father, as we heard. He's a great Father. And I wouldn't want you to go out of here and think that He's not a Father. He's the greatest Father you will ever, ever have. And if he's a great father, then what is your problem? Sonship, then, is to be a son of God. That's the promise. This is what he says here. Page 4, adoption. Tell me, my brother... Tell me, my sister, when was the time that the sons of God are to be manifested? When? When? Did everybody say now? Now. When were there ever a time in history those that manifest the time to deliver all nature? Nature itself is groaning Waiting for the time of the manifestation. Why? Before the atonement was made, the Holy Ghost was ever poured out. Before all the Old Testament and on down there, there couldn't have been a manifestation. All that time, there could not be a manifestation. So now now listen to what he says here. It had to wait to this time. Mind. My prophet said it had to happen at this time. That's me. I'm a son. I'm a redeemed son of the living God. It had to wait to this time. Now all things has been brought shaping up to the headstone to the manifestation of the sons of God coming back and the spirit of God coming into these men so perfectly until their ministry will be so close like Christ till it will join him and his church together what time what time now's the time not a time to play church not a time to you know willy nilly come and do this I am a son of God We need to put the word now into action. Into action. How many of us have ever been given anything? That's not a trick question. All of us have been given something. I mean, Where's Tom coming from? <clears throat> We've all been given something, right? But now it's not somebody just giving you something. It's God giving you something. So now that which God gives, he never takes back. So if he has given you the Holy Ghost, you've got the Holy Ghost. If you say you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the Holy Ghost. He doesn't give you the Holy Ghost and take the Holy Ghost back. You either got the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, it's a holy God living in you. Amen. So how can a holy God be perverted? He cannot. You can't have sweet water and bitter water come out of the same fountain. So what God is, you are. You say, well, I am. Then you can't swear. It's not in you to swear. Say a bad word. To cheat somebody. You are, you're supposed to be a man of integrity. But if God's a God of integrity, why aren't we integrity? How do we cheat? How do we hold back? You cannot, because what he is, you are. You can't take a brother for for a ride. You can't take money from a brother. You're you're supposed to give money to a brother. Then it's their brother's obligation to give it back. Hmm. 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 So whatever God is, we are. By his action. Now tell me, can God lie? Do we lie? Hmm. That was a mixed multitude. (laughs) Oh, the blood of Jesus. But let me tell you something, saints. Your flesh might get there. I'm not not calling myself perfect by any way, straight, straight, whatever. Way, shape, or form. But I do have a Holy Ghost, and if you say something sharp, wrong, misleading, guile, your God will correct you. Is that true? That has to be true. Then if it doesn't correct you, you don't have God. Wow, you say, that's a big thing. Well, that's how important the Holy Ghost is. We don't mess around. The Bible doesn't mess around. It doesn't say you must be born again. Repent, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. A Holy Ghost is a holy life. I might not get a hearty amen out of you, but I believe it. Now... I know people have Bible studies. I get that. And there are brothers that have the ability to break the word down. I get that. But you know who my teacher is? My knees. before God, I listened to tape after tape after tape. And when I came to church, the man of God preached what I met God in my room. I don't need somebody, Bible put into the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, but saints of God, you got to have a walk with God. And you can say, it's mine. I have a walk with God, it's mine. I listened to a tape and God spoke to me, that's mine. I read my Bible, that's mine. People want people to teach them So they don't get taught themselves. It's easier for somebody else to do it than yourself do it. Do you know you have... I say this to whoever I I do counsel quite a bit, as you know. I do say, do you have a message on your computer? Boy, boy. not a trick question. Every one of you should have the message on the computer. I should have a... That should have been a roar right through here. That has been the vision of your pastor since Bible Way started. We duplicated hundreds and hundreds of thousands of tapes. Brother Darren and the brothers have worked their brains off to get this message on computer. Every one of you should have the message in your home. And if you've got a question, you type it in. Ah, but daddy, what does it say? Check it out yourself. Mommy, what does it say? Check it out yourself. And then after you've done your study, you have fellowship. And then you say, honey, did you also, th- maybe you missed this quote. Or you maybe missed that quote. Why? Because we've had years of listening to the word. But the problem of it is, people, the people, saints, I shouldn't say people, saints of God, devil. Gets you so busy, you don't listen to the message anymore. As Brother Tim said about me, that's one thing you'll hear out of my lips get in the message, get in the Bible, you get in that word. It's mine. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. He sent it to me. It's mine. This is my message. This is my message. People people say, People don't like you, Brother Tom. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. They didn't like Brother Branham either. Oh, boy. They didn't like Jesus either. I'm in good company. I'll preach the word. I'll stand on the word. I'll declare the word. If it cuts, say, Ouch. But, saints, I have family here. If I'm a hypocrite, you go ask my boys, ask their wives, and ask my wife. If I'm a hypocrite, I'll quit. Yeah, do I fall short? Yes, I do. But I'll die for this message. I love this message. I will not compromise on this message. It's mine. Amen. It's mine, Brother George. Amen. It's mine. It's yours. Amen. Amen. We'll get off the first scripture yet. Our God is indeed tremendous. His word never fails. We fail, but he doesn't fail. We fail miserably, but he never fails. We can sit back and criticize, that's where your fault is, right there. Your criticism means nothing. Because my Bible says there is only one accuser of the brethren. And if you want to fall into that class, you go right at it. But I have found a better way lift up the brothers, lift up the sisters. Lift up the church. We're more than overcomers. We want the blood to be applied to our lives and we don't want to apply it to other people's lives. That's selfish. That is selfish. If you want the blood to forgive you, then you let the blood forgive your brother and sister. Can I hear an amen? Amen. I'm serious. We're too far along. We're talking about sonship. We're talking about headstone. We're talking about coming to the pinnacle. We're coming to now the sons of God being manifested. Then let's get all the trash out of our lives. When God told Moses, I'm going to bring you out with a mighty hand. I'm going to bring you in the land of your fathers. Now, I was going to get, I do have it in slides, but I never got it to the brothers. You know the map of Israel, but if you take a look at the map that God gave Israel, it will fry your head. And maybe next time we preach, I'll, I'll put it up. And Israel is fighting for their territory, and there's nobody on the face of the Earth can say that they own any land outside of what God gives them. Now, let me give you an illustration. There was a scientist one day, he had a dispute with God. And uh, he says, um, you know, I don't believe in God, but, he, but he's talking to God. So God says to, to the scientist, okay, he says, let's just... You call it a Big Bang Theory, you call it this theory, you call it everything. He says... Um, Let's just start all over. And the scientist said, great. How about some dirt? You'll get it later. <laughs> it God that created the dirt. So how, how could the to start with anything outside of what God gave? So God gave Israel land. And here you got unbelievers. I'll say it that way. That are trying to push Israel off their God-given land. Alright, so we know natural types of spiritual. So if there's there's people that are unbelievers, whether they're terrorists or whether they're whatever they are, whether it's the UN, don't get in bed with the UN. They were actually paying people that were supporting Hamas. Okay. Now we got it all out. And there they are, and people now, countries are pulling back from the UN. The UN is a vehicle that Satan is going to use. And they are in opposition for Israel to have their land. I'll let my voice cry out. I stand with Israel. And I stand with 144,000. And I stand with two prophets. So if that is all happening, is there a people getting ready to go? Are you in that number? So now we have this kind of preaching or this kind of word that, that has to be personal. Mine. It's mine. How many ever played tug of war? How, how, we all did? Huh? But you always wanted the biggest guy on your team. And he was the anchor, right? I've got the biggest on my team. Satan is trying to pull me across the fire, but he can't win. Satan cannot win. So now God has given the land. And now Israel got swallowed up into Egypt and I, I always go through all the history of it and so forth where the, Abraham was brought to the land of the Chaldeans and he gave them the land. He said, as far as you can see, north, south, east, west, so forth. And your are shall sea soldier in a, in a strange land for 400 years and they'll be brought out with a mighty hand and they will come back and, and claim their land. So we just went over a few hundred years very quickly there. So now when they came into the land, they found that there were Enemies occupying their land. True? Enemies occupying their land. So then when Brother Branham, and we just say, well, Joshua parallels Ephesians. Well, then we understand then, then if you've been chosen as they were chosen before the foundation of the world, chosen in him, marked out in love by him, given inheritance by him, then if they drove out those devils, we drive out devils. If they won their war, we win our war. All right. You're there with me. So in Deuteronomy, when, when now God was telling Moses, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, you will cast out the Hittite, Girgashite, Amorite, Canaanite, Perizzite, Hivite Jebusite there just happened to be seven ites and the same God that drived out those seven ites was the same God that walked through seven ages and in every age there were those that overcame and I just happened to be in the last age and I am an overcomer that's mine mine Jed it's mine do you have a car yet Jed do you have a car? You do? Okay. You own it. Pay gas for it. Okay. I want it. So give me your keys. Now you say, well, I like Tom, but I don't like him that much. <laughs> huh? You say, well, you can't have my car. It's my car. No, but I want your car. You can't have my car. I got titled to my car. It's in my name. I paid for it. It's mine. Huh? Yeah. Simple little illustration. Well, victory's yours. Peace is yours. Long suffering's yours. It's mine. Devil tried to take that away from me, you just say, I'm not giving you no keys, devil. I bought it. I paid for it. There's times when you gotta draw the line. Everybody was waiting for President Bush to put the line. Obama, where's the line? Everybody, wants where's the line? When do they cross the line? They keep moving the line. God doesn't move lines. Now listen, I'm way ahead myself, and forgive me. I've been maybe putting things in I should have waited later. Forgive me. Just forgive me. I hate... The idea of squatters. I, I, yeah, okay. I got a few yeps. <laughs> now, Brother Lou, I'm going to squat on your house. <laughs> he said, I live in Canada. You can't do that. Oh, yeah, they can in Canada. Yeah. huh. And in Canada, do you know that squatters have rights? Yeah, yeah you better lock your homes <laughs> you go home and there's a squatter sitting in your, in your living room, get out of here. But you see what Satan has done in Satan's Eden? Brother Branham preached on squatters, and you had the legal right and the title right to drive that out of their home. But in Satan's Eden, they have more rights than you. That's what Satan is trying to water your faith down. They have companies now that work months in trying to get squatters out of people's homes. If you have a rental home and they don't want to pay rent, now everybody plug your ears if you're a renter here. I don't want to give you any ideas. <laughs> if you're a believer, you'll pay your rent anyway. So, But a renter can rent their home and after a few months decide, eh, I don't think I will. And you know that that landlord is going to work month after month after month and pay bills and lawyer fees and so forth to try and get somebody out of their home that they own title to. And so you see how Satan is trying to mess with your mind? God has given you an abstract title deed. And there's no devil. That can squat on your territory. Come on. The book is open. Christ is revealed. Rebuke the enemy. Our sister Cheryl. Has gone to her reward. But we only found out. Was it two weeks sister Pap? That she had cancer? Just two weeks. And in two weeks, that thing took her home. And people sit here. Say, I'm young. I'm young. Yeah, you might be young. But get, get Christ. Because there's going to be squatters on your land. And you have to come to a place of knowing The God of your salvation is your deliverer. Right, Brother Jonas? Do we have a testimony? God heals cancer. Absolutely. God heals our children, God heals adults, God heals. When he comes squatting, you, it changes a whole outlook when it comes to your property. Isn't that right, Brother Ray? Your wonderful testimony of your darling daughter. A little bit different when it's somebody else, but when it's yours, you take a personal interest. And I want you to take a personal interest this morning. I deny the enemy. He's not having a foothold in my home. I claim my daughter. I claim my son. They are mine. Amen. 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 I need some young men that can actually pull some swords around here. We're fighting with you, Brother Tom, Brother Murphy, Brother Tim, Brother Mike. We're going to stand with you. Fight. For what's yours. Don't let the elders do all your fighting. Fight for what's yours. Amen. Drive out the Perizzite. Drive out the Hivite. Jebusite. Girgashite. Amorite. Drive it out. The Bible goes on to say, And the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, and thou shalt smite them, not just smite them, Brother Roy, you will utterly destroy them. Amen. And that's what I want, a desire in my heart this morning. I want to see Satan destroyed. Amen. Destroy. Amen. Take your hands off God's property. I'm taking it personally now. Taking it for it's mine. It's mine. In whom I have an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. You didn't choose it. He chose you. He chose you for the final lap in this great race. And you say, well, he could have chosen a lot of better people. He could have. But he chose you. He chose you to run it. They said, well, the last guy that runs with the baton, he's the fastest. So are you. You're the best. You're the fastest. You're the most determined. Amen. Don't put it off to the neighbor next to you. That's mine. That's me. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Because we're here to utterly destroy the devil. Not to pass you around and, hey, come back next week. Brother Ryan, I thought of you, of your back. Your back. That You're too young to have back problem. Yeah, absolutely. So what did we do? Rebuke him. Yes. What did we do? I had it. I did it. I was hunting with Brother Biscoll. And I am moving a big uh, box of chains and I was under a canopy and I pulled it and man, it was just like separating your lower back to your other back and uh, uh, like this and Brother Otto Schlopner, Dr. Schlopner was with us and he had half of the pharmacy with him. I hate pain. So, you know, Brother Otto has a way of doing it. Put it in the milk cart and put the pills in and... and I'm walking around like an old man. But when I got home, I got in my little prayer closet, and I said, Lord, you're still a healer. You're still a healer. I got up out of that. I didn't even know that the Lord healed me until I sat in my desk, and I was making some notes. I said, hey, I'm no pain. He's a healer. He's my healer. He's a deliverer. He's my deliverer. He's your deliverer. Hallelujah. If we don't have this in the church, we're just a formal church. But we have a living God. Amen, Brother Nathan. We are going to squash that devil this morning. Victory is mine. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yep. We are believers. We're believers in the word of God. The ba- uh, Brother Rapp said in Revelation 5, he says, Now, Leviticus 25, 23, you can get the laws of redemption, you who are putting that down, to redeem anything. When God gave Israel and divided the land up through Joshua, each tribe, each fellow... Was given land where his children could inherit and possess. So not only do we inherit it, we possess it. Amen. Now there might be a poacher on the land, Brother Bram says, "A squatter. That's Satan. He come near, he's a poacher. This earth don't belong to him. It belongs to God. He's the poacher. He's the squatter. Man, how I could say something right now. Man. Brother, <laughs> brother. Man, I could say something right now. He's getting right down to it. He said, Man, I could say something right now, but I better not. It is the title deed of your redemption. The seven-sealed book is your title deed. So we say the title deed is open, and we rejoice, and it is indeed is. But the title deed did not, Brother Bram say, stay in the hands of God. He passed it down to Revelation 10:7. But it didn't stay in his hands. He passed it to Revelation 10:8. So now you have the abstract title deed. Amen. Sam, do you own a car? Huh. Do you have a deed to that car? What does it say on it? What's your middle name? Ah. Manasseh. No wonder I like you. <laughs> hey, Sam Manasseh, you own a car. Now, I could forge the document, and then it would have to go to somebody who knows how to forge documents, Right? And they would say, No, that's a forgery. It's not Thomas Arthur Race car, it's Sam Manasseh's car. Because you have the original title deed. Do you get it? You don't have a copy of it, you own it. There's no copy. You own it. It's the original. It's mine. It's yours. So now it's the title deed. You wait till you get into those seals. He breaks those seals, reveals, gives us the inheritance, gives us inheritance, and we've inherited through the kinsman redeemer. Freely given out to us. It belonged to him, and he was the one who redeemed it, but instead of keeping it himself, all right, this is what I want you to get now. Instead of him keeping it himself, he gives it back to the people. Mm. There we go. So the title deed to this world, to Christ himself, the Redeemer and friend, is now yours. Hmm. Now, well, let's get it personal. Remember that sister. Wh- who's a sister? <laughs> Here I am. So I won't pick anybody out. I'll just say, remember that sister. You in the wheelchair. He said You know, footprints means possession. Footprints. So every time the soles of your feet touch that, take that much ground. So every time you take a step, it's possession. I take a step in the promise of God, it's my possession. All right. You say, well, I couldn't even wiggle my finger yesterday, but I'm wiggling it today. You got that much possession. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Tomorrow, you will wiggle your hand. Amen. Amen. The next day, your arm. Then the first thing you know, here you go. Footprints are your possession, and up out of the chair you go. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh my, hallelujah! Is it that simple? That's what your prophet said. That's what he said. Praise the Lord. We do hear so much about squatters. We have companies starting up to clear out squatters. And they move in, and it's a process of time where they eventually move themselves in to move their stuff out. And eventually, it used to be the law had teeth. You could go to the law. And say they're in my home. And I demand. Because I have title. That they are to evacuate. And all of a sudden. We start manipulating our own thought pattern. According to society. No. We think according to the word. Squatter on your land. Get him off. You have the authority. You've been given possession. You've got an inheritance. Do not knuckle down to the devil. You rebuke him. Yep, you rebuke him. Amen. Amen. Come on, Paul Ryan. Brother UBA, I'm telling you, we got to have a Paul Ryan in this church. Yes, sir. And here we go. Now do we have... The ability to stand with our brother. Yes, we will. We will stand with him. We'll fight with him. It's our possession. We claim it. We deny the enemy. We've inherited it. It's our allotment. It's a private possession. It's what God has given us. We fight for every inch we've got. (coughs) Fight for every inch. That's why the scripture says in Joshua, they took it little by little. you got to fight for every inch you get. That's why he said if you wiggled your finger, you'll wiggle your wrist, you'll wriggle your arm. Take it little by little. Brother Murphy preached while I was away, seeing a cloud the size of a man's hand. Go look again. These were announcements to the church. Keep looking. Keep believing. We are not just another church on the hill at Cloverdale Bible Way. We are the elected chosen of God, the bride of Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Amen. I believe it with all my heart. Now the Bible says this. Thou shall not remove thy neighbor's landmark thou deuteronomy 19:14 thou shall not remove thy neighbor's landmark which they of old have set in thine inheritance which thou shalt inherit in the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Deuteronomy 27. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark. Oh, brother. You know, maybe it's the Lord's will that you're not. Who are you? And don't remove my landmark. I believe my God is a supernatural God. And if he supernaturally has given me land, then by God's, uh, uh, the very fact of him giving me my land, it was given of God. If God gave it to me, he'll take care of me. Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. Anything God has given to you, Satan will try to remove. (laughs) Cursed be he, That would remove his neighbor's landmark. No wonder Rome is cursed. How many landmarks have they removed? How many landmarks has religion moved out of the scripture? And caused thousands if not millions if not billions of souls to perish. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark. One landmark is baptism. Brother Branham, we want to support you. We'll give you a plane, you'll have a nice following. All you have to do is change your baptism. Can you imagine? And you wonder why Ichabod is on America? Because they're cursed by trying to remove a man's landmark. Can I quickly, and I don't have time, forgive me. But Naboth was given an inheritance. And he was given a land. But Ahab and Jezebel wanted their land. But he was a student of the scripture, knowing that if God gave him the land, he could not give it up. And didn't matter whether it was king, queen, nation, you can't have my land. Amen. Amen. I don't care what devil comes your way, what king, what prime minister, what president, you can't have my land. Amen. You can bring in gay lesbianism. Not so in the house of God. Stood true. They moved laws to take away his land. But God saw Naboth. Amen. And God stood behind Naboth. And Ahab was cursed with a curse. Jezebel was cursed with a curse. And cursed be he. That would try to remove your landmark. You're too, you're too fanatical, Brother Tom. You're too this. You're too that. Well, people don't. Oh, well, wow. Hey, my family don't even like me. I shouldn't say that. They probably do like me, but they say they don't like me. I think they like me. It took a long time for them to like me. But you stood for Christ. They said, if you mention Jesus one more time, you will never see us. I didn't see him for 27 years. But I don't care. I'm not letting them remove my landmark. That name is above all names. There's no other name under heaven where man might be saved, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you ever speak it or you'll never see me. I said, bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Because I love him. He saved me. He redeemed me. He delivered me. Hallelujah. And we're not going to let no devil, no family member, no friend, remove our landmarks. Glory. Glory. Do you believe in healing? (laughs) Of course you do. Do you believe that you should lay hands on the sick, they shall recover? Yeah. If you touch any deadly thing, it will not harm you? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Sure it's true. Did Paul prove it? Yeah. Did Paul prove it? Yeah. There he was gathering sticks. And all of a sudden, a viper got him. You know what he said? Be burned. Huh? That viper couldn't kill Paul for nothing. Because the word of God... That landmark will never be moved. Hallelujah. So I say to you this morning, be of good cheer. If Paul could take a viper and shake it off, a prophet came in this generation and said, you've got power to bind, power to loose. Shake that viper off you. Hallelujah. Don't let him play with your mind. You play with his mind. My Bible says. I claim my children. I claim their. Shake it off. Amen. Devil, play with your brain. You play with his brain. You know what the, my Bible says, devil? You're going to the lake of fire. Uh-huh. And I get a ringside seat. Uh-huh. And my Bible says, whatever I bind shall be bound whatever I loose shall be loose I bind you power to bind if Paul had it William Branham got it the alpha is omega we're back to Ephesians again saints of God this is our inheritance this is your possession it's mine can you say it's mine it's mine Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine all the time. Amen. It's not just for camp. Listen, we just don't live for camp to camp. If that would be the case, I'd be a, I would be a miserable wretch. We've had 38, 39, 40 camps. I don't know how many camps we've had. But saying, we have camps to increase, to encourage, to build up, to edify. But that's just to fortify you, help you. But it's not the camps that do it. It's Christ that does it. We have camp meetings here. Come on. You have camp meetings in this church. Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. It's just a different setting. With expectation. Amen. I want more of Jesus. More and more and more. Well, guess what? I wasn't going to do it, but I did this. As, as, as they were praying, I did this. Do you know what this is? When Joshua took the land? Huh? And the kings were running from him? They hid in a cave. The devil hiding in the cave. And so what did Joshua say? Seal up the cave. Seal them up. Put them in there. Yeah. Seal them up. Put them in there. He said, we'll deal with them when we come back. So after he defeated the devil, Brother George, they came back. He said, open up. Open up the cave. So they said, bring the five kings. Bring them right here. Uh Uh-huh. Five kings. Right here. He said, now put them on the floor. Put them on the floor. Then he said to the children of Israel, Put your foot. Come on. Put your foot on the neck of those kings. Because your feet is possession. Hallelujah. Footprints are your possession. I put that devil under my feet. Hallelujah! I wonder if there's somebody else who want to put their foot on the neck of the king. Amen. Said you bothered me too long, devil. Amen. Amen. Stomp him good. Stomp him good. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen, sister. Message. You stomp that devil. Amen. Glory. Amen. Praise God. I am free. Glory. Yes, sir. You know what he said? Be of good courage. Be strong. Be of good courage. Stomp that devil. I say to you this morning, be of good courage. Put the devil under your feet. It's your possession. It's your inheritance. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. See, you got the right notes. And I told Satan, Get thee behind. Oh, victory today is mine. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Josiah, you don't know how much you've blessed me. Your testimony has blessed me. I've gone over that. I've seen you stand up here. said, I'm going to close. I'll never forget that line. But Josiah, get stronger. Get stronger. Amen. We want young men to get stronger in the faith. I know you're a brilliant young man. And a lot of you are. And you go to your schools. And you go to your education. But there's one great education called Malachi 4. 1,100 and some odds lectures. I won't say lectures. Preaching. I tell you, in faith, cometh by hearing and hearing that preaching. Amen. Musicians, why don't you come? Victory is indeed yours, Josiah. Victory is yours, Levi. Amen. Pray, 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 pray. How many is a, uh, how many believe that you're part of the Lord's body? And how many of you heard the vote that if you are the lowest on the Lord's body, you're the bo- you're the skin of the foot? How many? Huh? And Brother Bram said this. I just read it over again. He said, even though you're the skin on the bottom of the the Lord's body, you're still over the devil. You say, well, you're just trying to get the people excited. No, this is what I am. This is what I do. This is what I want to be. Victory. Victory. Let's stand and let's just sing it to the glory of God. Let's sing it like we really believe it. It's mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, Can't be behind. Oh, victory today is mine. When I woke this morning, and when I woke this morning, I didn't have a doubt. I knew that the Lord would bring me out. Have the victory coming into church. I trust you would go out of, out of the church victorious, Amen. not by the emotion, but by the word of God becoming a living reality. Amen. I, I want to. I, I, there's an old song uh, I think we used to sing. Um, um, you, you know, flags waving, something streaming. Yeah, that's one. That's the one. Sam's favorite song, I think. <laughs> and that one, too. <laughs> the fight is on, oh, Christian soldier. We'll sing the other one. off there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We got that? The fight. Prophecy, and that prophecy is mine. Let it fly in the sky. Let the whole world know Jesus Christ is alive in my heart. God bless you. Trust something said to help you a little bit this week. Amen. Brother Norm, we've been praying, believing for Sister Louise you come and
4: close us in a word of prayer? Just to let you know she's doing better. It's, it was pretty rough for a few days. Uh, just not quite up to coming to church yet, but the congestion is starting to leave and she's doing much better and we thank you for your prayers. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, for your mercy, for, Lord, just looking after us each day, Father. You're always there. You're taking care of us even when we maybe don't have time to ask or don't think to ask, but, Lord, you're on the scene no matter what. And we Thank you, Lord, over and over again for your grace, your mercy, looking after your little bride. We Think of our brother Spencer again, Lord, just thinking of what he's been through and how you've kept him, Lord, just pray you continue to keep him strong now. Father, we ask you, your little bride, your little church here, Father, you'd go with us today, help us to dwell on the word and just to benefit from it, Lord, we ask your grace, your mercy be with us now as we go our separate ways. Be with your little bride, we pray in Jesus Christ's name,
3: Amen. God bless you, saints. Greet one another with a godly handshake. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.